This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. If an arsonist walked into a fireworks factory with a can of petrol and a lighter... And that lighter was Mansfield Town. I guarantee this, there'd be absolutely no fire whatsoever. Mansfield Town lose by a goal to nil at Bradford City. Another Mansfield Town performance riddled with defensive errors. And a lack of spark up front. The Stags' night was made even worse in the dying seconds as skipper Ollie Clark received his marching orders. No idea what for. And that sums up Mansfield Town's night. Deja vu maybe from a week ago with that performance at Harrogate. The only positive tonight is the fact that, like we said in the pre-match Facebook exclusive, the Stags needed to match what Barrow did. They did. They lost. The buffer remains the same. Saturday's game is still big. This is the Cooldown post-match reaction show. Bradford City 1, Mansfield Town 0 on the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because even when we lose, Mansfield does matter. So another defeat by a goal to nil leaves a sour taste in the mouth. Another piece of poor defending from Mansfield Town's perspective as well. A frustrating night as the Stags fail to get anything from Bradford. Nathan Edge joins me virtually once again. Nathan, try and sum that one up as briefly as you can and then we can move on from it and and get it out of the way. Although we know we've got to drag this out for half an hour. So honestly, mate, I, I I don't think I could get the analogy any better you know, we could be a lighter in a in a fireworks factory with an arsonist, and we just wouldn't spark. 
no, that's uh, missing the spark. I think that's what has hit us again tonight. And like you said in the intro, I think for me, it's a bit of a deja vu. If we rewinded, it feels like we've rewound to uh, exactly a week ago tonight. Um, same's happened again. Yeah, and that's the the very frustrating thing which Nigel Clough will, I'm sure, be disappointed about. The one thing before I go to anybody's comments tonight, I've not even picked up the phone to have a look at them yet. I can sort of see them out of the corner of my eyes coming in. Is One thing I want from Nigel Clough, Nath, tonight is I want him to come out and I want him to absolutely rock it, his players. I, I want to see a little bit of frustration. I want to see a little bit more fire um, tonight. I don't want it to be like it, like it was for a couple of those games, you know, the, the Cambridge, the Bolton. The I don't want it to be, oh, we were a little bit unlucky tonight. It's a bit of a soft free kick and all that. No, I want to say I want him to come out and absolutely hold somebody accountable because that... <laughs> You know, Bradford weren't a good side tonight. We should have been coming away with a clean sheet and a point. Yeah. Well, he did it a little bit after the Harrogate match and, and we got a response. You know, we, we made changes uh, and we got a response from that. So, you know, I agree. Um, this is what's frustrating about tonight. You know, we, we said, and, and Clough said this a couple of weeks ago, that if you defend well, the bare minimum, you're going to come away with as a, as a point. And that's what would have happened tonight because... For me, it was a, a factor of not good enough in, the, in our two thirds, you know, our attacking third and our defensive third, and that's what's, uh, yeah, basically. Well, I'd say cost us a point tonight, um, which is, which just it's frustrating because you, you know, the, we didn't make them work hard for their goal. If we were going to score tonight, we know if we were going to get it, we would have had to work hard to get it. Unfortunately. The opposite way around for them. They, they got a very easy one, and that was it. That's all they needed to do. Yeah, that just goes to show, doesn't it? What happens when you're in form, and what happens when you're not in form. Let's delve into some of your guys' comments then. As always, keep them coming in and have your say on your team. Anything you want to say tonight, your reactions to the game, etc., etc., uh, get them coming in. Jamie has kicked us off tonight by saying, Deja vu. Same as last week against Harrogate, created nothing and one mistake cost us. It needs to be better. 19th in the league now, big game on Saturday now. Yeah, of course, uh, the, the gap remains the same um, as it did pre-match, but of course, going to Barrow on uh, on Saturday, we need to be coming away with that game from with all three points. Uh, Mark says, don't get me on the Oscar for Clarks uh, sending off. I hope we appeal. Uh, Victor says, why or why do we have to lose our captain in added time? Um, I have no idea what happened there, Nath, to be honest. Um, by that time, I'd sort of given up watching, if I'm honest. Um, <laughs> was, it, was it a challenge? Was it dissent? Um, yeah, it was It was sort of off camera as well. It, it didn't... like We were sort of pushing late on and it must have been something he said to the referee. I hope Nigel Clough can provide a little bit more clarity on that. And if it is that, that I'd be absolutely furious with Clark at that point. With there was about ten seconds left, so you know whatever it was, if it was you know a valid red card, then that's he, we, he's let us down because yeah. let's also not forget we lost Maris tonight, which uh, that leaves us a, a, a massive, massive problem going into Saturday if uh, you know if his red card red card was correct and it can't be overturned and Maris is out. We're, we're really. You know, we, we've been saying we're, we're a bit threadbare. We've known that for a while, but we've really buggered ourselves up, um, you know, if that's the case, from a what could be a, a very silly red card and a potentially free match ban. Yeah, absolutely. We'll delve into the losing Maris a little bit later on uh, as well. Let's go back to some of your uh, your comments. Um, Richard says, who's going to be in midfield now because we have nobody? James Perch can, can go in there. Uh, opportunity for Tyree Sinclair, uh, potentially. Although, again... I, 
I might be controversial here. I, I don't know, but this might be a controversial thing to say to me for for me to say, Nath. But I honestly don't believe that Clough um, has too much faith in those outside of his fourteen, fifteen. I, I, if if he had, we would have seen changes tonight. We 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 would have seen substitutions made. Surely. Well, this that this is one of I don't want to you know that. I just want to say that there are some positives out of tonight, which we certainly will come on to. We're not, you are, you know, I'm not certainly going to come on and absolutely berate no. them tonight. But one of the things that did really bug me tonight was when we got to around 20 minutes or so, the fact that Tyree Sinclair was the obvious choice still hadn't come on. And I understood the decision. And I said this on the pre-match, uh, pre-match show that, you know, on the Facebook exclusive, if anybody, you know, whoever joined us for that, you know, I said, I, def- I understood his decision last week to not make a change because every player on the pitch were, were doing the job and we with one goal ahead. However, tonight we were with 1-0 behind and we were, like you said in the intro, we, like Eliza, we were missing that spark. And you just thought, you just felt like Tyrese was a man to come in. And I, I get that you probably would have had to reshuffle a little bit and probably with Maris going off and Charles coming on probably would have made that a bit harder because for me the the obvious one to come off with probably would have been Charles Lee and you don't really want to take off a sub that's come on do you but mm. I still felt like there was a he needed to come on the pitch and give us a bit more creativity going forward because that's what we needed at that point yeah we... so that, I was disappointed with that especially to get from to only get five or six minutes yeah uh, it it almost seemed like he only brought him on because Quinn was struggling so it, it's. So question, there's, there's questions to be asked there for me, but I don't want to be too too uber negative because I think there are some positives uh, in that game, as you say, um, as well. Uh, Jamie says, it's so frustrating. Our set pieces are poor and we seem to get lost when we get near their penalty area. Uh, Nigel says, Clark Red looks like the Lino dobbed him in to me. Uh, Clive says, what a te- tepid effort. We never made their keeper save a shot. We weren't bad. They weren't good. The game was there for the taking. In some ways, I'd be less upset if we'd been hammered. Good point, because, again, you know, like I sort of said at the top of the show, they weren't anything particularly special for me tonight. They've profited from uh, a soft uh, bit of defending. A poor, no, I'm not even going to say soft. I'm going to say it as it is. Poor piece of defending from me. Whether the free kick's a free kick or not is irrelevant. You've, just got, you've then got to deal with it in the game, in terms of when it was in the game as well. See it out to half-time, and then maybe you've got a chance of, you know, going go into it, but we didn't. The, the thing for me is, it all comes from that initial ed- header into the area. I don't think Stone could have done much about it. I don't think Barry could have done anything, done too much about it when he's tracking. The problem comes from the initial header into the box. Farron Rawson needs to do one or two, needs to do one of two things. The first thing is win the header. If you can't win the header, then at least don't let your man get goal side. He didn't do either. It's an easy header into the box for them and they profit from it. That's a a, a poor schoolyard bit of defending for me, Nathan. I will be, I'm going to be frustrated if he's still, if he's still in the starting lineup on Saturday. Yeah. I mean, going to to Clive's comment, you know, I think for me, this is what kind of makes it even more frustrating. The fact that, you know, Bradford weren't the best side uh, that we that we played by by a long shot, but they've still managed to win, and that was because of a defensive error. Like, like I say, if we if we didn't if we didn't defend poorly, then we would have been coming away with a point uh, a minimum. So that to me it kind of makes it a bit more frustrating the fact that they weren't so great, and obviously they've got the got a one 0 win. Um, you know, as for for Rawson, you know, you now think well we we have 
brought in a uh, in a centre back. So is is his time coming? You know, is it is it now time to put him in on uh, on Saturday? Or even if not him, even even if for whatever reason he's not fit, however we we obviously don't know because we haven't seen him at all. Mm. Um, even Perch, yeah, you know, we've seen him back there. We've seen what he can do. Yes, all right. The last time he's come onto the pitch, you know, last time, last few games he's played at right back, he hasn't potentially he hasn't particularly played uh, as well as we know he can. But centre back's a different, completely different position. So, and we've seen what he can do there when he is put there. So, um, you know, you, you've got to start asking questions. You know, the, the the yes, we played very well on Saturday and defended well, but one game obviously hasn't. Isn't is, hasn't provided the cure. We've still got that defensive frailty there, which which needs addressing. So um, you know you'd expect to see something to change on Saturday, surely. Yeah, I don't also don't want it to sound like I'm I'm just berating Farron Rawson week in week out. I'm in in terms of tonight's game, I'm literally saying what I saw, which was the fact that he didn't win the header and he did, and he lets his man get goal side. That's that's what I'm saying. I think well, I think Sweeney I think Sweeney. He's not been to, at the Ryan Sweeney we know, but having a look at some of the footage, and I'm not making excuses for him either. It looks to me like he's struggling a little bit as well. Well, potentially that's again this is a the issue. I mean, before before the uh, you know cup, well last week we we didn't really have any centre back cover, did, did we? Mm. When you looked at the bench you, you, at that point, Gordon was still out, Perch was on the pitch, and he was at right back. Um, so you looked on the bench. We had O'Driscoll. That was uh, that was basically it. Now we have brought another man in. Obviously, we have got Perch there. So you like to think if he is struggling for for whatever reason, because he, you know, for all we know, he has been playing through something over the last few weeks. So again, it's uh, I think we have to maybe just be a bit brave and see what happens. You know, make a change and see see if it does cut out these defensive errors. Whether it's the uh, you know the new right new lad Jake Jake Wright coming in or or perch going back there. Surely something has to be done to try and uh, you know address the issue, which is clearly a problem. But the thing that strikes me, though, I saw a stat the other uh, just a few days ago that um, in League One and League Two, Rawson and Sweeney have got the uh, most best, uh, one of the most um, headers won. But the problem is, I think they are. I think that you can see that. But that's normally in sort of the in the middle of the half. But when it comes into the box. It, they don't seem to have the same strength. I'm, some, I'm going I'm to say reason. this. I'm going to say this about about a stat. You can win a header, but what happens from the second ball? Mm. <laughs> uh, you know, we we could win a hundred errors, but concede we could, we could win a hundred headers, but also see concede a hundred goals from those headers won because you know it's the second ball of the second phase of play. So sometimes, uh, you know, whilst those stats that are good to look at and and can be viewed as a positive when you're in good form when you're not in so good form you, you've got to look at a little bit of the wider picture it's all it's, that's what i mean that's it's like, color like isn't it yeah that's yeah that's what i mean like you know they they could have the strength in the air but something's going wrong somewhere so whether it's positioning wise you know for that second ball or, or you know or, uh, or or basically finishing the job you know yes winning the header but you go then get the ball clear and at the moment we're uh well we're having spells where we're not doing either we, we either have a lapse of concentration or or simply just not defending good enough mm. and then unfortunately we're being absolutely punished for them for them by by other teams which that's um yeah i mean that that's football that's going to happen if you give them easy chances like that and we know like i say danny Rowe can can score he's, he's done it 
so far throughout his career, especially of late, give him a chance like that, he's going to put it in the back of the net. You're going to be punished. Yeah, that's the difference between a, a hungry striker and a striker who's just not got that flair and, and got that energy at the moment. Uh, Roger says, saving grace tonight, bottom four, all lost. So that gap uh, is still maintained. Let them keep losing, but we need to start winning again. But can we? Surely we can. Well, we have to on Saturday. Uh, for me, my biggest fear tonight, I'm not going to lie, um, was us losing and Barrow also losing because then it would have been an eight point gap and then if they beat us on Saturday eight point becomes five points and you know all of a sudden you're you, you're in a lot more hot water than we Barrow winning yeah <laughs> yeah I knew what you meant. yeah yeah, yeah I mean that if was, Barrow uh... would have won tonight and we'd have lost it becomes an eight point gap then Barrow beat us on Saturday it becomes a five point gap is what yeah. I meant yeah and that's what we were saying pretty much yeah, yeah. that's that was the the scary factor that so yeah we we as I said earlier, that they're, they're, they're positives that you can take out tonight. And uh, and thankfully, that's one of them. The fact that, you know, we... All right, yes, we've slipped up and not won tonight. But thankfully, the the, the two that matter are the, are the bottom two. Uh, neither of them have won either. So, um, you know, we've in some ways uh, been given a bit of a lifeline. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all eyes on Saturday, of course. Uh, keep your comments coming in. I'm going to get through a few more of them now. Um, Mark says, uh, I want to know who's playing for a place up front as Reed has dropped off the last few games. Uh, Victor says, please, 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 a goal scorer is needed. Uh, Wayne says, getting a bit peed off with these uh, SE defending errors that's costing us uh, absolutely nothing up top, but other than uh, the other bits of play, it was good. Did you notice how I took out the swears there, Nate? I'm trying not to go as angry as last week. Thought I went yeah, a little I'm bit too. Well yeah, I thought I went a little. Although bit... it worked, yeah, it know, did. You, yeah, your, your, your anger, sort of. You know, we we all know that the players obviously watch this podcast, so <laughs> you know your anger must have got into us. So maybe, feel free to maybe. unleash. Uh, Toby says Reed makes Liang goal look like Ronaldo. Uh, Whoa, team full nah, of average true. players. Law was the only <laughs> decent one. You're not happy with that. That now, fuck um, yeah, yeah, getting me to pushing the boat out there, mate. I'm not having that. Yeah, talking about Lee <laughs> Angle in there. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, Paul says nothing up front. Reed couldn't hit a barn door. Now we've had Clark sent off. Lapsley out injured. Now we have no midfield. Uh, we have the Cochlan curse. Uh, Gary says Bradford didn't look that bothered to me. We weren't that bad, but again, both boxes let us down. Uh, Jake says Chuckle Brothers at centre half. Bowery back to his usual self. The only positive was Law, man of the match for me. Uh, Richard says nothing up top needed. Cook gifted a goal, uh, rinse and repeat nearly every other game. Injuries and lack of depth aren't helping though. Uh, Roy says how can we go from good form to this? It's terrible. We're keeping the ball but doing nothing with it. Absolutely rubbish. Um, uh, keep your comments coming in uh, Roger says we were all a bit toothless up front in general so you're always going to struggle if people don't play out of their skins uh, Toby says I'd keep the midfield and Bauer at the end of the season get rid of the rest of them so many players not good enough for this league uh, Gary says it's getting more difficult to watch these games as it's just like the same mistakes and skill set on a different day uh, Victor says we keep making the same mistakes game after game after game when are we going to learn uh, James has always said when Clough came in he couldn't polish a turd and that's what he's been asked to do until he gets his own players in the summer that he can be judged properly yeah, I agree with that. Uh, Roger says it looks like Mr. Wright will start on Saturday. Jake says Sweeney gets a, um, gets away with where, gets away with it a lot. He's also been absolutely woeful. Either could be dropped. Uh, Perch and new centre half in for me can't get any worse. Um, 
Clive says Rawson is a big bloke. He gets his head to most balls coming his way. However, he always seems to head it higher than longer, which gives the opposition uh, a far greater claim on the second ball. Uh, Phil says we're very frustrating to watch, pouring both boxes too many times. We need a leader to get us organised on the pitch and drive us forward. Uh, for me, that's where the uh, the commanding uh, centre-half comes in, Nath. But let's talk about the midfield. Obviously, um, let's... Let's first go with the absence of George Marry. See, he pulls up uh, injured early in the game, replaced by Harry Charlesley, and this, for me, is where we make a mistake. I'm not saying that bringing Charlesley on was the mistake. I'm saying what we did next tactically was the error for me. I personally think we get a lot out of Jason Law when he's in that front three. When he went into that midfield, I'm not saying that he got lost. I'm just saying that his game wasn't quite he didn't have the freedom didn't have the free role which he um which he's had when he's playing in that front three and we lost a little bit of that there were moments uh in the second half where he had a bit of space and, and got the ball moving a little bit but for me we should have left law up top and if we're going to bring charles down bring charles down but leave him in midfield or maybe you've even brought james perch on yeah, um, because you also think, you know, when James Perch actually first came into the building, he was, we all, he's kind of going to be playing that defensive midfield role. So he could have quite easily slotted in there um, and you could have still had Quinn and, and Ollie Clark doing uh, you know, d- doing the other bits in, in, in midfield. So it could have could have worked. Um, you know, I, I, I kind of agree and kind of don't agree with, with what you say about you know, I felt Law did 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 really well in midfield. To be honest, I thought he he was by far head and shoulders above anybody on the on the pitch tonight. But the the difference was, well, in in that attack, you know, on that right hand side of the forward, I just he was also head and shoulders above what Charlesley offered to the game tonight. And that's um, you know, I think I'd have still rather than be you know, to 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 have stayed there and had more of a you know, it had had more of an impact attacking wise. So, you know, we've seen what he what he did. You know, I always said that very early chance, uh, what two minutes in, uh, very unlucky to to not get on the on the score sheet. To be honest, but um, you know, he was a threat, and I just think he was more threat than what Charles was when he was up there. So I agree that they shouldn't have swapped swap uh, swap swap positions. Um, I guess that's maybe down to the fact that Charles has played played there for basically most of the season so it's probably mm. more to accommodate Charlesley than it was Lord than more than anything but um it was certainly for me we did lose a bit of teeth going forward when when that enforced change did come in and this is where the, the issue is that we 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 just haven't got much on the bench to to deal with that situation and and when you if you are going to give away cheap goals you at least need to have something about you going forward and we we kept the ball really well today, and this is one of my positives. You know, I felt like on the ball, through some good patches, we we moved the ball pretty well. It was just we never looked like really scoring. We never had somebody, you know, to really test their. Well, I don't think we did test their goalkeeper, and I think that says it all. Yeah, it does. Uh, to not make him work is is disappointing. You know, we have a few sort of half-assed efforts. Really, um, we should do a lot better. We should you know, be be a lot more bright in that final third. We can keep the ball and move it as much as we want, but if you've got nothing up front and you've and you've got no spark and no grit, no 
like you say, you know, no teeth up there. You're not gonna, you're not gonna chew anything, are you? You're not gonna get, you're not gonna get stuck in. It's just gonna, just gonna pass you by, and it's gonna be easy to to defend against. And that's what Bradford did well uh, to their credit. The disappointing thing, of course, is potentially losing George Maris. We don't know how long George Lapsley is away. Probably two weeks uh, or so. Um, the options are a little bit limited, made worse by the Ollie Clark situation. If he is out, it was a straight red, so it would be the next three games. Uh, so we're not going to have him back until uh, the Carlisle game on Tuesday the 16th. Obviously, he'll miss Barrow, Cheltenham and Crawley, um, which does uh, you know, pose a question. We, you know, we've seen that Stephen Quinn isn't always you know, able to get through 90 minutes. If we're missing Lapsley, missing... Um, uh, missing Lapsley, missing Clark through suspension, missing Maris. You know, you, yes, you've got James Perch that can sit in there, although I think he, he sees himself more as a defender and I think Clough does uh, more as well. You've got Tyree Sinclair, but Clough, by his own admission, has said he's not going to be starting games or he doesn't see him as starting games. Your options are really, really limited and we'll either have to change shape or, you know, I know we've got potentially Stephen McLaughlin in there as well, but it's very, very going to be left-sided if we do that. The options are a little bit limited and that's a worry. Yeah. Well, and this is uh, the issue, like I say. I mean, it, you know, we, we talk about will, will Perch be putting centre-back up. I actually don't think he can be because if, uh, you know, say if, if Clark's uh, red card does stand and we... You know, and Maris is out for, for. Obviously, we don't know. Let's just hope it's just a knock, and he, and he, and he. You know, is taken off as a precaution. But although it didn't look like that, you don't normally get a player took off at that early in a game as a mm. precaution. But you know, let's try and you know be a bit optimistic and say that you know, hopefully that is the case. But if it's not, um, who have who are, you? You haven't got anyone really. Like we say, it's it's going to have to probably be Perch in there and Tyree Sinclair, um, un, unless McLaughlin is back. But then you still you still think he's probably going to go with Perch over Sinclair to go in that midfield free. So, um, I mean, you've got, I guess you've got the option of Charlesy dropping back in there. So there, there are things you can do, but it's not, you know, we, we, we're certainly not going to be as well balanced as we have been. So, and, and the problem is we, we're missing key players. You know, Ollie Clark obviously is a key player. Lapsley has, we've been missing him for a few weeks anyway. Uh, but I think Maris, sometimes his work goes undetected, you know. Yeah, we, it does. Um, you know, we said... Um, was it last week or on Saturday or might have been the week uh, week before the amount of work he did tracking back and picking the pocket of the Mm. uh, it might have been the Cambridge game to fair even though we lost 3-0 you know he he had a yeah a a brilliant game in in doing that role and I just don't think many other players have got that in their locker so that's where you know unfortunately it's going to be a bit worrying going ahead into the next couple of games uh, when you look at that midfield area, I think for me it, it's uh, an opportunity to change shape. The front three, <sighs> Bowery and Reed, <sighs> it's frustrating. It works. It's worked with Jason Law up there, and I know he's only played one and a bit games uh, in that front three, but I think it's a good opportunity to change uh, to change shape. Maybe go with a flat four four two, which would then you know allow. Maybe give an opportunity for Corey O'Keefe to come back in at, at fullback, or even young James Clark and push Kel Gordon to, you know, that right wing position where he where he can play. If McLaughlin's fit, get him on the left hand side, or even Jason Law on the left hand side of the uh, the midfield, or even Sinclair. I think we would be. I think the better option, rather than trying to sort of you know put square pegs in round holes, would be to change shapes. I think we'd have enough uh, players to to change shape if Clark 
you know, does stay suspended for three games. You know, Maris, if it is a a, a bad injury, by, by bad I mean, again, three, four games. Um, and, you know, and Lapsley's still not available. I think we've got to potentially be looking at uh, a change in shape in there. Let's go to some more of your comments. Keep them coming in. Um, William says, I don't rate Ollie Clark and our best player tonight was Gordon. Um Tim says, yeah, you're right on both counts. Uh, Clive, though, disagree, uh, disagrees, uh, who says, uh, I think Gordon's final ball was generally poor tonight. Uh, Wayne says, we are just waiting for the defensive errors to happen every game because we know they are there and at least one... Um, uh, they are there and at least one with nothing happening in the final third. You know it's going to cost us like tonight. Um, Clive says, we'll have to play stacking midfield. Let's play Stone up top. You know, we, we know he's dangerous in front of goal. Uh, Mark says, again, the past four or five games, the opposition makes numerous subs. Do you think that they will, uh, that they all see we go off the boil towards the end? It's a possibility, but we don't make any subs to counter it, do we? So there we go. Um, Victor says, Nigel must know by now he can't do a lot more with this. Like, he's just got to get the season out of the way and look for better days next season. Uh, Roger says, the recent, uh, the recently really good performances were against Port, uh, Port Vale and Salford. Lapsley played in those games. Looks like he does make a big difference looking at the games since. Yeah, absolutely. Um Roy, uh, Roy says, Law's corners and free kicks wasn't bad. Nobody attacks him yet again. Uh, we need uh, a big front liner. Uh, Chris says, can we get loans, emergency players from other clubs, players out of contract? Uh, the latter, yes. We can sign free agents. Uh, we'd have to be really, 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 really stretched uh, to get an emergency loan. I think that would only apply for a goalkeeper anyway. Um, so we're basically stuck with what we've got. Um I just want to go back to that point on Law's set pieces next. I think it's nice to end on a bit of a, a positive uh, before we head to the results and get your votes for, for man of the match. Um, I agree. I thought I thought his set plays were decent tonight and that was probably the only positive from uh, from Maris going off. I, I think whilst Maris is an excellent sort of deep-lying player and does a lot of the, the you know the, the ugly work, as we said, his set pieces sometimes leave a lot to be desired. But I thought Laws were on the ball pretty much nine times out of ten, uh, and have been since he's you know since since he's been taking him over the last two or three games or so. Yeah, I think that's. I mean, it, somebody I think said in the comments earlier that set pieces weren't great, but I think it depends on what part you're looking at the set piece. Is it the delivery or the what what's on the end of the delivery? And for me, I don't think the delivery was a problem tonight uh, from the set pieces. Um, Maybe from open play, I think it probably was. But from set pieces, at least, we did put some uh, decent corners or you know free kicks in there. It was it was going to be who was on the end of them. And I don't think there was enough n enough endeavour, certainly from our strikers anyway, um, to 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 really get onto them. And that's probably the most most disappointing thing. Whether it's a, a, again, is it is it a lack of confidence? Is it a lack of belief? Um, you know. That, that's the the disappointing thing, you know. But before it was an issue of not getting the delivery right. Now we're getting the delivery right, and nobody's there to to to, to get on the end of it. And you know, we had one chance. I think it was Clark, wasn't it? Who with a with a diving header right near the end of the game, yeah. where we were pretty close. But um, aside from that, we just struggled to really get one at the end of it. And when they did, it was a bit of a either you know a powder puff header back across, or you know just not made the most of. So that that, that was the, the disappointing thing. But I guess that's. Part of the issue we've got with our with the strikers we've got, you know, you probably think of the forwards we've got on the pitch. The only one really that you could say is any sort of target is going to be Jordan Barrow because obviously Charlesley and, and Reed aren't. And again, this is probably 
back up your argument about we should have kept Cook because then at least you would have had a attacking presence in there, which you know we we haven't got. And that's something we've got to deal with now for the for the rest of the season. Yeah, absolutely. I think it all comes. I think a lot of it comes down to maybe that the change at centre back as well. I know this sounds stupid in terms of attacking, but attacking set plays, you know, that's where your big towering commanding centre back comes forward I remember in the conference days you know we'd always send Luke Jones and John Dempster forward and you know we'd score from a lot of them and we'd get a lot of chances from them and it almost it always used to you know make defences fear conceding set plays a little bit I know we're talking you know lots and lots of years ago now you know like nine seasons ago uh, but nine ten nine or eight seasons ago but it's it's that thing isn't it when we come when teams concede a set play against us they know nine times out of ten, there's not going to be any danger from it. So it's it's there's no fear factor there. We need that, and I'm, I'd I would love to see that big commanding centre half, experienced centre half, come in and hopefully Wright can be the man that can do that. You know, the man who can at one end go, "Bosh, you're not getting past me. Um, deal with that. You're not getting past me today." And then at the other end, go, "Right, come on, stick it on me head front post, bang, right goal." You know, and and be like that. That's what we need. That's what we've been absolutely crying out for but I think that's maybe delusions of uh, you know the positivity and all that and, and obviously we lost wishful um, thinking yeah wishful <laughs> thinking that's the phrase that I was looking for uh, Nath start thinking of your man of the match get your votes coming in as well uh, in the uh, the comments um, and I'll try and top them up as much as I can first though let's take a little trip around uh, the grounds and uh, everything in Skybet League 2 today and see uh, what uh, how tonight's results have affected Mansfield in terms of the league table etc etc cue the music <laughs> So the Stags lose by a solitary goal to nil at Bradford, but thanks very much to Barrow losing by a goal to nil at home to Harrogate. The gap between the Stags and Barrow remains the same. 11 points between the Stags and the drop zone. For the uber, uber optimists amongst, amongst you, the gap is now widening between the Stags and the playoffs. Stags are on 37 points, Salford in 7th. Uh, with 49 points. I'm saying it tongue-in-cheek because I know that there are some uber-optimists uh, out there. What's important for me is that gap between the Stags and Barrow. Of course, we play them on Saturday. At the moment, it's 11 points. We need to make it 14 by 5 o'clock on Saturday. Results elsewhere. So, Barrow nil, Harrogate 1, Cambridge nil, Scunthorpe 1, Cheltenham 1, Southend nil, Colchester United beat Carlisle 2-1 at home. Extra and Warsaw play out a goalless draw, whilst Grimsby were beaten by a goal to nil at home to Leighton Orient. Morecambe bounced back by beating Crawley 3-1 in Morecambe. It finished Oldham 2, Bolton, uh, Oldham nil at Bolton 2. Salford were beaten 1-0 at home to Port Vale. Stevenage were 3-0 winners over Forest Green Rovers. And Tranmere beat Newport by a solitary goal to nil. So the league table is as follows Cheltenham lead the way at the top on 56 points then in second it's Cambridge on 55 third is Forest Green on 54 playoffs is Tramia, Morecambe, Bolton and Salford and then let's drop all the way down to the other end of the table the Stags in 19th played 31 with 37 points on the board Colchester in 20th 31 with 36 points on the board Port Vale uh, in 21st with 34 points and then it's the bottom three, the gap between uh, those. 
Uh, South End in 22nd, just above the drop zone on 28 points. Barrow in 23rd on 26, and then Grimsby at the foot of the table on 24 points. The Stags, of course, take on Barrow on uh, Saturday at Holker Street, needing, in my opinion, to come away with nothing less than three points in that one. Lots of games coming thick and fast this month, Saturday, Tuesday for the remainder of the month. Tonight, it's a 1-0 defeat at, ba at uh, Bradford. Get your votes coming in now for your Mansfield Matters Man of the Match. A tough one, but I'm sure we'll find somebody. Then, Mr. Edge, how many names are you putting forward to nominate today, or will this be a simple task? A simple one for me. It's just the one. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna mind read. Here we go. Jason Law, by any chance? No. Oh. No, you're absolutely right. <laughs> no, I'm absolutely right. There you go. Give me your reasons in then. Give me your reasonings then. Yeah, I think um, you know he. We you know, we were missing a spark tonight. I think he was the closest thing to it. You know, like we said that 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 great effort that he had in the first uh, first couple of minutes. I mean, if that, if we, with a bit of luck, that would have uh, gone in the back of the net and we could have been all sitting here talking about, you know, a very different evening. Uh, so, um, he was very unlucky there. I do, I just felt like every time, you know, he, he, when he got the ball, you, you kind of, sometimes as youngsters, you think that the pressure might get to them and, and they, but he always seemed to find, you know, a fellow Stags, Stags player with the ball. He, you know, he never seemed to give it away too much and, he, he, there was occasions where he, he was positive. Yes, when he moved back into midfield, he wasn't involved, as involved as um, you know we probably would have liked. But uh, I think he did again very well, considering that some of the players around him weren't weren't quite up to it. So uh, for me, he's man of the match. I, I you know special mention probably to I thought Gordon had a good game. You know he did try and he did get on some runs down that right hand side. But again, a lot of the time some. All his crosses weren't great, but the ones that were, it was more of a fact that there was nobody there to get on the end of them either. So, um, you know, a special mention to him. But for me, my vote goes to Jason Law. Yeah, I think a, a lot of the Gordon thing, again, like we were saying earlier in the show, comes to, you know, Harry Charles to come in. Like we were said in the pre-match show, when Law's up there, you know, he can drift a little bit more centrally and, and create a bit more of a pocket of space for, for Kel Gordon and uh, I think that sort of was a little bit hampered by uh, Harry Charles coming on. Uh Kel Gordon's my special mention. Uh, it's between two for me tonight. You know which. You know one I'm going to pick. I think you can probably go for both of them, can't you? Have a guess at both. Jason Lauren. Hmm. Stone? Yeah. Um, again, I can see you laughing. You can take the piss all you want. <laughs> I think 
you know, I only laugh because it's uh, you, you do it every week. Yeah, so I know. It's almost I do agree with you to a certain extent. Almost adding it in as a bit of an in joke now, to be honest. But no, tonight I, I felt um, what he did. He, he did well when called upon. It could have easily been three or four tonight um, from a couple of set plays, um, particularly from from Rowe, who the commentary team seemed to absolutely love. It you know, imagine him in a stag shirt. I thought they were going to start talking about that at one point. Jeez, um, but he made two or three good saves from set plays. Um, his distribution was was relatively all right. Uh, commanded his area well. Um, it, it, steady performance, really. What you'd expect from your goalkeeper, and that's why he's keeping his shirt for me. Uh, but no, I am going to give my man of the match vote to Jason Law. Again, he's been an absolute breath of fresh air since he come in. Um, I felt like I said earlier in the show, he was a little bit lost in his, um, you know, in midfield. I think he's better in that front three. Through no fault of his own, he, he was determined and, you know, in a performance which lacked determination, he certainly tried to add that uh, to the fire. He tried to get that spark. So uh, my vote goes to him. Let's go to some of yours um, in the comments. Um, I've been trying to jot these down as we've been going along the show, by the way. So uh, Jamie says law. Uh, Clive says law. Nigel says law, as does Mark. Uh, Roy says law or Quinn. Uh, Gary says man of the match. Don't see. It's not just me that says it. <laughs> um, uh, Tim says man of the match. Gordon. Uh, William also says uh, Gordon. Wayne says law. Uh, Phil says law. Um, and yeah, that's it for your votes. So thanks very much uh, for those. Let me have a little bit of a quick count up, although this should be a very uh, easy count up, to be honest. So who will it be? Will it be Jason Law? Will it be Aidan Stone? Will it be Stephen Quinn? Kel Gordon? Will it be the skipper, Ollie Clark? No. Will it be Farron Rawson? No. Of course. It is the reigning Man of the Match champion with nine votes. Congratulations. Jason Moore! As I expected. Yeah. Well, he wasn't that close, really, was it? No, it wasn't. I just thought I'd try and build the drama for <laughs> a bit, you know. For, dramatic music. For, I mean, yeah, that's, for a laugh. Oh, you, that's one of my favourites. You've got to add to the content, haven't you? Right, that's almost it from us tonight. Um, thanks very much for your comments, uh, as always. Really do appreciate it. Uh, last few things to tell you about, of course. We will be back on Saturday. Of course we will, uh, for the tr Stag's trip to uh, Barrow. Uh, however, of course, uh, you know, that's not going to be our only show this week, is it, Nath? We have something else coming out on Sunday. Yes, finally. Sorry, that wasn't a dig. <laughs> I mean, it's it's still not finished, uh, oh. but, <laughs> but it will be out on Sunday. I mean, the audio really? is ready. I've, and I suppose the video could be ready if I just put it up as it is, but I wanted to tweak it a bit and make it something a little bit special. Um, there's a reason for that, though. Tell everybody what it is, what's coming out, though, in case they've missed it. Oh, it's, a, it's a very good one. It's continuing our fantastic series of stag stories, and it's an interview with the one and only Neil Bishop. Yeah, very insightful as well, and there's a reason why we've left it until um, Sunday. So this was recorded a couple of weeks ago. I think 
uh, a week last, two weeks ago, two weeks yesterday, something yeah, like that. Yeah, take. Yeah, so it was recorded a little bit of uh, time ago. Um, there's a reason why we've kept it back a little bit. Um, first and foremost, I wanted to um, do something with the edit, which is a little bit different. So you're going to see the whole interview, but I wanted to put little bits and bobs in there. Um, and I've decided to hold it back until Sunday for two reasons. One, of course, um, it marks a year since Neil Bishop hung up his boots, which I think is quite apt and quite ironic. But also, Nath, it's the you know it's a year since fans were last allowed to to go and watch a game in person. It's been a horrible year, you know. It's it's definitely the season on the sofa. That'll be what we call the the podcast at the end of this series for sure. Um, but you know, the podcast itself includes lots of little nuggets about. Um, the last full season we had, which was, of course, um, the playoff season. Um, and, yeah, I, I just think a year on from the last time we walked away from the ground, not knowing what the, the next year would entail, I just think it's it's going to be quite a nice thing to, to put out there and to sort of fill the day. Yeah, I mean, you can can dress it up how you want. We all know you've been sat on Netflix and uh, just don't got around to it. But, no, I, no, I do. I, I agree. It's true. It's true. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean it's um yeah, it's one of my favorite ones we've done actually so far. We've done some really cracking ones as well, but uh uh yeah, I think this one you came in is very honest. I, I imagine some of that time you, you spent you had to go and check with the lawyers just to make sure it was <laughs> aired and not sued, but uh, no, it, it's it's an insightful one. And yeah, I think the fact that you know it, we are approaching that year anniversary which uh you know, I think it's been a tough year for everyone, but for for a lot of people um, even if we're not doing so well as we, we have done this season, still Saturday is something that everyone looks forward to because it's that time when they go out and, and see the mates. And we know that that's not been possible for us last year. So, you know, um, you know, it's quite quite fitting that we uh you can we can release um your know, story on, on somebody who's who's also suffered in a different way, the fact that he never really got a send off. Um, you know, he never really got you know, didn't know that was gonna be his last game. Mm. Uh, you know, so I think it's quite fitting to to, to share his story uh, a year on from that moment. Absolutely. Uh, thanks very much to Mr. Nathan Edge for joining us as always. Uh, you can catch Stag Stories with Neil Bishop on Sunday at five o'clock because that will mark a year-ish since we were last allowed to go and watch a game and since when he hung his boots up. You can also join us for more of this nonsense and ramblings on Saturday as the Stags head for Barrow in a relegation six-pointer potentially uh, the pre-match warm-up of course uh, 10 to 2 make sure you join us on Facebook exclusive for that and then 15 minutes after the full-time whistle for the usual shenanigans uh, all the debate and reaction uh, to that game as always my thanks to Nathan Edge my thanks to you guys at home for getting involved in the comments as well we'll be back on Saturday as the Stags continue the journey Can they get three points at Barrow or will it be another defeat? Join us and see. Stay safe everybody and we will see you on Saturday. Good night. The views expressed in this broadcast are solely those of the individual.
Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.